0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully.
1: Ah, Good morning, Canada. Welcome inside another Wednesday edition of GTC. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark will be by in hour two. He is currently, just because everyone wants to know this, he's at physio right now, so he's working on his uh, bionic arm, which I believe, Bob, we saw him in 3D on Monday at Weston. I think he's almost ready to play golf.
2: Well, he's certainly champing at the bit to try and play, but I don't know if his body will be letting him play. My my rule for uh, for injuries like that is uh, as soon as you think you're completely healed, like give it another week because generally speaking, you aren't really all the way healed. And, and, and then, of course, you injure yourself again.
1: If only you were the one advising Tiger Woods all those years, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe he'd still be playing golf. But, I mean, I, I don't blame Mark. I know he's <laughs> supposed to play golf later today. You look outside, it's going to be... I think upwards of 30 degrees here in the gta for yet another day it's supposed to be nice the rest of the week which is uh is simply awesome but bob we have a very very busy show today a number of guests joining us derek ingram team canada men's head coach salima musani team canada woman's head coach charlie reimer former pga tour player now with play golf myrtle beach David Ryder, Caddy Time co-founder and chief strategist, and Bob, we have an NHL player joining us today. Claude Giroux is joining the show because Claude Giroux is playing in a in a PGA Tour Canada event later this year in July, the Ottawa Open, and I spoke with Claude uh, recently, and uh, we didn't set an over-under on any scores, Bob, but in the past, when we, we know hockey players love their golf, but... You wonder if Claude can, you know, break 75 or something. What do you think?
2: Well, he certainly wouldn't be the first NHL player to play at a G Tour Canada event. I remember the Stahl had their own event up in Thunder Bay for many years, and I think there's been a few others. I think, in fact, I thought, I think I saw T.J. Miller of the Vancouver Canucks to qualify for the U.S. So there are some good hockey players slash golf out there, and the season's work. I've played a number, as maybe you have, played with a number of hockey players over the years. But I think it's great because it's a draw. You know, you you go to these PGA Canada events, and let's face it, a lot of people don't know the names of the players. They come out to watch and see stuff. But if you can bring them out through the use of someone like Claude Giroux, uh, why not? That's great. I think it's an awesome awesome attraction for uh, for the Ottawa Tournament
1: yes and we'll be playing that interview later in the hour and as well you'll see that on golf talk and television here uh in an upcoming episode so many guests to get to but first bob let's hit it with some news and some headlines
0: news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer sandbagger everybody knows one
1: Okay, so earlier this week, we were at Weston for the Team Canada Train Like Team Canada Media Day. We'll get into our personal experiences with that and how cool that was and how much I personally learned. And I can't wait to get back on the golf course because Derek Ingram changed my life. But we'll get to that shortly. Um, But more importantly... We have more Canadian exemptions, Bob, in the RBC Canadian Open. Tell us about some of the Canadians who will now also be playing next week at Oakdale.
2: Wow, I think there's 12 of them that have been released. That's in addition to the, um, to the uh, players who are already qualified, the obvious ones, the Corey Connors and people like that. But when you add up the list here, you've got, I think, what is it's, it's fairly typical. You've got a great mix of young players, some amateurs, uh, you've got some former PGA Tour players drop down a little bit. So, I mean, here's some of the names you've got. Uh, you've got Johnny Trevally, who just recently graduated from University of uh, Central Florida. He was at our media day on Monday. Miles Creighton, who's been, he's from Nova Scotia. He's been um, given an exemption as a low player on PGA Tour Latino America. Stuart McDonald, who's a great player. I really have a lot of time for McDonald. He's from Vancouver. Uh, and then you go to the other side, and you got David and her and you got Roger Sloan, who are coming in. Ben Silverman used to play on the PGA, but is having a great season on the Ferry Tour. and uh, The uh, DP Tour is coming in. So put it, put all these together, the likes of Mike Weir, who's obviously there, and of course, I's Hughes. You go on, and I think it's pretty impressive. And there'll be probably more that might make it through the qualify is taking place on monday i believe um regional qualifiers these names won't just having some connectivity issues here with bob
1: Bob's going to reconnect here and uh, and and connect here back momentarily might be a bit of a wi-fi lte thing uh going on with that we'll get bob uh his take on the canadian open here shortly so many canadians in the mix uh some other news around the world of golf too And John Rahm was speaking with the media on Tuesday at the Memorial. Where, of course, during our Wednesday shows, we have a full FanDuel TSN Edge preview of what's to come in terms of the odds that week on the PGA Tour. But another hot topic, as always, has been the Ryder Cup. And that's going on later this year. And which players will be eligible? Now, Rahm spoke about this and what it would be like... Uh, because there's been some news coming out that Sergio Garcia, a fellow Spaniard, will not be on the European Ryder Cup side. Here's Rom's perspective on the news that Sergio will not be on the Ryder Cup.
3: I'm going to miss him. We had a great partnership at Wesley Straits. Uh, and I'm going to mention history again one more time. You know, a Spanish duo on the Ryder Cup, I think to me is embedded into the roots of the Ryder Cup. We with Xavier and Ali were able to do throughout their partnership, right? So it's a little sad to me that politics have gotten on the way of such a beautiful event. Uh, Again, it's the best Europeans against the best Americans, period. And whatever is going on, who's playing live and who's not playing live, to me shouldn't matter. It's whoever's best suited to represent the European side. And I have a hard time to believe that the best player Europe has ever had, the most successful player Europe has had on the Ryder Cup, isn't fit to be on the team, right? So um, it's unfortunate. I will miss him. But with that said, uh, I want to be hopeful. It's a couple of Spanish guys playing really good right now. So hopefully they can join me on the team.
1: That's John Rahm with his perspective on the Ryder Cup. And Rahm was one of the main strong points on the European side back a couple of years ago when the U.S. absolutely wallop them at whistling Straits. Interesting perspective there. Rom is never one to shy away from any opinion. He's not going to lie to anyone, which is great. He's not going to be cliched or or that sort of thing. Uh, We have Bob back now. Bob, you were talking about uh, the Canadians of the RBC Canadian Open. I'm sure you also heard about or you just heard some of those comments too from John Rahm about the Ryder Cup like I was just saying he's not one to be shy about his opinions he's always honest from what you just heard from John
2: Rahm what's your perspective? Uh, I disagree with him I think at this point my standpoint is that the Ryder Cup is an event that is run by two associations the DP World Tour European Tour and the PGA of America this is not like the Olympics, this is not where everybody gets to go. These are events that are organized, run, and in big cases, uh, especially for the European Tour, profited by um, the, the the you know the, going to these tours. So if you're not a member of that tour, I don't think you have a say in what goes on. Yes, you may be a great player. Yes, you may be able to qualify, but it's sort of... I, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of an example that would be comparable, but I don't really know. You're not part of that group, so you don't have an entry into it. So I don't think that they really should. It's not, as John Rahm sort of describes it, it should be the best players in Europe and the best players in the United States. It's not that case. It's members of those events, those tours. That's how it was started. That's how it was formed. And I think that's how it should remain.
1: Which is why Brooks Kepka is where he is on the U.S. points list because it's run by the PGA of America. PGA of America runs PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. So all in all, Bob, we would, I mean, imagine the ratings for a PGA versus live event. I mean, it, it seems like the hostilities aren't where they were before the masters i mean we're you know these guys are still buddies rory mcelroy and brooks kepka had an epic bear hug after kepka won the pga championship sure there's some other guys maybe phil mickelson rubs about everyone the wrong
2: way now or patrick reed that sort of thing
1: but other than that i think this would just be a great friendly competition
2: yeah and I, I i just think you know maybe down the line 20 years from now we have a live versus pga tour competition that's a rider cup style sort of thing it's just not in my book um it's not an event against the best players in the United States and the best players in Europe. It is best players from the world tour and the the best players from the PGA of America's point system. So it's, I mean, they can change it. They can alter that. Those organizations can say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to let these guys in. But again, like you say, it's, it's not really a two way street, is it? I mean, we, you know, you can't have, can't have Rory just go over and suddenly play, Oh, I'm just going to drop in and play next week at the uh, live event in Chicago. And when the players went
1: over to live, they, they knew what they were getting into. Maybe they were told or promised some other things, but this is the reality. And, you know, guys like Henrik Stenson, he was the captain of the European side. And obviously, you know, that's a, somewhat of a different scenario in terms of financially. But these pe- players knew what they were getting to. Okay, some other news in terms of the PGA Tour for scheduling. Some reports out for 2024 that the schedule, Bob, is going to look a little different and this was a a, an article out on golf channel one tournament i didn't see was the rbc canadian open in terms of where it will lie in the calendar in 2024 do you have anything in terms of rumors you're hearing or reports out there of where this the rbc canadian open could potentially be landing in 2024
2: you know i didn't I, i i actually dug a lot yesterday i reached out to some contacts some players and nobody was giving anything up, either uh, for, for whatever reason. Some of the players I talked to were on the PAC cancel, Council, but, so I think they probably know, but they weren't ready to say anything. Essentially, what they're trying to do on this schedule is avoid the situation that the RBC Canadian Open finds itself in right now. They don't want to have these non, what they are calling full field events, be islands, so they don't want to have what's going on this week. It's going to be Memorial, then you got the Canadian Open, then you have a U.S. Open, then you have... Travelers. Memorial, U.S. Open, and Travelers are all designated events. And you've got this one stuck in the middle. So if players are going to take a week off, it's very obvious which one they're going to take. So you want to try and group, maybe have three events uh, that are non-designated or three full-field events and then have three designated events, something like that. So it gives, it gives these tournaments a chance to draw some other players. The RBC Canadian Open may end up with the best field of the non-elevated or non-designated events just by sheer power of rbc and the and the what they can do to lure players here so um but i think this is just a test run i don't think this is final but i do think that the rbc canadian open will have a different date next year than it is this year
1: and in terms of the point you just made there for this year with the uh, designated events and the strength of field of what could be next week do you think another reason for that is because it's the week before a major championship and a lot of guys like to play the week before a major
2: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if it's. I guess that's sort of part of it. But um, if you look at what Scotty Scheffler's got on his plate, he's playing the fourth week in a row right now. So there's no way, you know, there's no way in in the world, even if he likes to play the week before a major, he's going to play five weeks and then make it six weeks in a row and then play a designated event seven weeks in a row. So I think these guys are only human and they've got to justify their schedule by... Uh, not only if they have success playing the week before the major, but more for am I going to be ready to play the major? Am I going to be tired? Am I going to be worn out? Do I need a week off? And mentally, physically, you know, guys just can't play that much golf in a row and, and can expect to play well. So um, I don't know if that has as much to do as it did in the, in the years when it wasn't, uh, the designated events weren't surrounding the Canadian Open.
1: Especially, too, because Scotty Scheffler did already skip a designated event, the Wells Fargo, and we know the penalty that is now in place for skipping an event, given what happened with Rory McIlroy right after the Masters. Okay, Bob, before we go to break, uh, some news, some injury news, some good news for uh, an American we haven't seen in a while, Daniel Berger, who... This appears to be healthy after more than a year off with a back injury, uh, looking to qualify for the U.S. Open. And Jessica Corda out indefinitely with a back injury too. Sort of a, a a yo-yo effect here of some good and some bad for American great players in the world of golf.
2: Uh, Daniel Berger basically played last year at the U.S. Open and then has been out since and sort of a freak kind of a situation for him. And he now has figured it out. He now has rehabbed. He's now to the point where he's going to try and play. He's going to be in the qualifier on Monday. And for, uh, for Jessica Corda, it's just this battle of an ailing back. Now, I was glad to hear that what they've just said is, look, just stop. You have to stop playing for a while, but there's no indication that she's under, going to undergo surgery. So hopefully it's not a long-term thing. But uh, as anyone who's ever had a bad back knows, including our good pal Mark Zucchino, you know, once you got it, you got it. So you got to treat it well, and uh, hopefully um, they won't be away for too long. And hopefully Daniel Berger's comeback is the start of something good. Yeah, you're right about that.
1: All right, we're just getting started here on Golf Talk Canada. Coming up on the other side, Scotty Scheffler, 14 consecutive worldwide top 20 finishes. Can he make it 15 this week at the Memorial? He is the betting favorite right now. We'll discuss Scheffler's odds and the favorites at the Memorial next. You're listening to Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score. Good for your health. Visit JPSMGolf.com to find a trolley that fits your game. JPSM Golf, Canada's premier electric golf trolley specialist.
1: Uh, Golf Talk Canada, Scully and Weeks around the table. You might also notice that we are also on TSN 2 right now. Golf Talk Canada television. And we're on later this afternoon. A special time today, 330 on TSN three and five lots of other stuff going on on the TSN network including the French Open at Roland Garros and a bunch of other sporting events going on in the world of sports but Bob let's get to the memorial as we do each Wednesday on GTC we're going to preview the TSN edge odds in terms of fan duel for this week's memorial tournament Bob surprise surprise Scotty Scheffler the betting favor right now Plus 600, I mentioned it at the end of the previous segment, he has 14 consecutive worldwide top 20 finishes. Do you think at some point, like, he's got to be gassed? Like, he's not a robot? You mentioned how many starts in a row he's played? Like, eventually, he's either ha- either has to win, Bob, or miss a cut in my perspective. What do you think? <laughs>
2: You know, it's amazing too when you look at his stats in the strokes gain category, strokes gain total first, strokes gain tee to green first, stroke gain off the tee first, strokes gain approach the green second, around the green 11. Putting is the only standout there. It's 114, but as we've said many times on this show, that it's basically probably a result of of hitting so many greens that he has so many chances that his putting numbers are down that far. It's just, to me, mind-blowing how consistent he has been, how good he has been. And I think in the last two starts that we've really seen him, he hasn't perhaps had the A-list game. And I, I don't know what happens when that does show up, but he could get even better. Is that? I mean, is that even possible? What you what you think of? He was second of the PGA and third of the Charles Schwab, but he very easily could have won those if he'd had any kind of third round, seventy-three and seventy-two uh, respectively in those two tournaments. So I, I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a remarkable run, and, and let's just enjoy it while it's happening.
1: And, you know, many people think of the memorial at Muirfield Village and think back to John Rom a couple of years ago when we saw one of the strangest things we will ever see in sports. And obviously it was during COVID when, you know, the world was flipped upside down and people were adjusting on the fly. John Rahm has a six-shot lead after 54 holes. It looked like he could play the final round left-handed and go on to win. But positive COVID test didn't get a chance. He also has won this tournament too before. Uh, we haven't we haven't seen as much of Rom since uh, since the Masters. He obviously still has played. He's played very well too. How do you think Rom's game is trending? Given an interesting uh, performance at the PGA Championship where he seemed a little frustrated.
2: Yeah, and that's that's sort of where where I was going is going to be. What are we expecting from John? He had the tie for fiftieth at the PGA, which was just so out of character for him. And his performance, both sort of when he wasn't shooting, taking shots, and when he was, as you were just mentioning, was very out of character. It used to be that used to be the John Rom we saw five, six years ago when he was still young and on the tour and he would get angry with not only himself, but angry with maybe what was going on around him. And I think I think one thing leads to the other. I think if he had been playing fine, he would have been a little less uh, temperamental he was fine after his fourth round when they brought him into the CBS booth to do a little commentary as he's been doing um, in the last few events but I'm still kind of okay what are we going to get from John Rahm this week I I would have to assume that the PGA championship was a blip and perhaps he's back in form now but either way even if he missed every cut for the rest of the year it would still be a hell of a year.
1: Masters champion, absolutely. John Rahm second shortest odds on FanDuel right now, plus seven hundred. And perhaps now some may initially hear this and might be surprised. Patrick Cantlay has the third shortest odds to win this week at plus a thousand or ten to one. So people may be surprised, but Bob, when people take a closer look, Patrick Cantlay and Muirfield Village have just been, you know, like a, a great success story together. He's won here twice, three other top four finishes what are your expectations for Patrick Cantley this week to keep the good times rolling at Muirfield village?
2: He's just, he's just a, a guy who loves this golf course. And I mean, it's, it's easy to see when you just look go back and look at his record through it all. He's got, as you pointed out, those two wins. I mean, it's, he was tied for third last year. It's just sort of remarkable as to where he has been uh, playing so well at, at this golf course. He obviously just loves it. And as they say, it fits my eye. I don't really ever really know what that exactly means, but He likes the golf course. And obviously when you have success at a golf course, you feel comfortable about your surroundings. Very few guys win at courses they don't like. So I think Patrick Cantley is doing that for that reason. Now he is in that group that I think you could, um, would be kind of a good fan duel bet if you could do it. Who is of this you know group of five or six players who hasn't won yet that really should win, would you put up there? So there's Patrick Cantley and there's Xander Shoffley and I would put even Sahith Tagala in there now because he's a guy who's looking. It would be his first win, but there's a bunch of guys who are you are, you normally expect would have a win by this point in the PGA Tour season, and they just haven't got it yet. And Cantley and is one of those, along with Shoffley, would be the next guy on that list. I'm pretty sure.
1: Bob, maybe you should hold that thought, and maybe we'll discuss that on Speed Golf later today on SportsCenter. That could be a thought, maybe. Hopefully our producers, Jamie Rydell and Mike Kaczynski, are listening to this conversation, because that could be a little chat point right there for Speed Golf later today on SportsCenter and TSN.ca. Okay, Xander Shoffley, the fourth shortest odds at plus 1,200, but I want to talk about Rory McIlroy, because we're putting together a little video essay that you have now written about the King of the North looking for the 3 Pete next week at the RBC Canadian Open. And when Rory McIlroy won the 2019 RBC Canadian Open, he missed the cut the week before at the Memorial and looked absolutely lost. And what does he do? He goes out and, and run and wins the 2019 RBC Canadian Open in runaway fashion. This season has just been so weird for Rory. So is there any way to predict how he is going to show up and play this week?
2: I don't think so. I honestly don't. At least he had a week off after the PGA Championship. But, you know, he's been such I um, I don't know, such a tough guy to figure out. It's, it's really like trying to put a ball in the corner. You know, it just doesn't quite fit sometimes. And you can't figure out what's going to happen next with his next, not only his next tournament, his next round, but his next swing. Sometimes his driver is working well. It's been a little bit loose, I think, the last couple of starts he's had. Sometimes he's putting well, but this year has not necessarily, it's the second half of the season so far, what we had, has not been all that great. And yet, you know, when you when you sort of scratch your head and look back, you say, oh, he shot, he was tied for seventh at the PGA Championship. How did that happen? How did I kind of miss that? It didn't look like he was ever in the hunt. And he does that a fair bit. You know, he doesn't let the thing kind of unravel, as we saw with John Rahm finishing tied for 50th. Even when he's playing poorly, he seems to kind of have good Sundays or good Saturdays and Sundays and kind of work his way back up the list. It's not, I'm sure, what he would like. He would prefer to have four good rounds and be at the top of the leaderboard. So hopefully he can show us something this week. Or uh, even better, show us something next week when we get to Oakdale.
1: And Rory McElroy plus 1,400 right now on FanDuel. I'm going to ask you about Corey Connors on the other side, Bob. But before we go to break, I, we ha- I have to ask you this. I'm not sure if you've... Have you been to Muirfield Village? I have. Have you had one of their famous
2: milkshakes? I have. <laughs> it's it's uh it's a meal. <laughs> but trust me, you don't have to eat for about five hours after you have one of those shakes. But they are well known for the shakes and they are super popular and boy are they good. And now I know why Jack Nicholas attracts such a great field. It's not not because of the big prize money, it's because of the milkshakes.
1: Because of the milkshakes, because of a great golf course at Muirfield Village. Uh, Looking forward to a great week this week. On the other side, we're going to discuss Corey Connors' chances this week. And we're also going to hear from Team Canada men's head coach Derek Ingram, of course, who does coach Corey Connors. And we'll chat about our experience at Golf Canada's Team Canada Train Like Team Canada Media Day. All that more coming up next. This is Golf
0: Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by JPSM Golf. Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score. Good for your health. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside
1: Golf Talk Canada. Scully and Weeks Taking a look at this week's PGA Tour stop at the Memorial at Muirfield Village. We discussed some of the favorites. Top Canadian right now in terms of the odds. The shortest odds to win Corey Connors at plus 4500. Now he finished T8 at the Wells Fargo. Then his next start was the PGA Championship where this was really the first, like you've said before, Bob, the first real legitimate chance for Connors to win one of the big majors. Now, he's back this week at the Memorial. We know he's going to be pulled in about 9,000 different directions come next week for the RVC Canadian Open. Um, For Corey Connors, do do you think there's any sort of... Not scar tissue, Bob. But I, I know you had a chance to to catch up with Derek Ingram. We're going to play that interview shortly. But did you learn anything from speaking with Derek, or have you chatted with Connors uh, since that performance at Oak Hill at the PGA Championship? What do you think we can expect from Connors this week?
2: I did talk to I did talk to Derek. I had uh, was sitting beside him at lunch actually, and uh, and mentioned to him about the um, you know I just asked if, if there was any mental. Residue mental scar tissue and he said no and we both agreed, you know, this was really the first time he, he Corey has had a chance to win a major championship in a real big way. Certainly he was in the hunt at the Masters a couple times and uh, at the PGA Championship, he had the first round lead, but he didn't He He didn't really get himself into a position where okay, I can win this if I play well Because there was other people who were playing really well and this turns out that you know that's what the case here was with Brooks, but he said it's it's something that you have to learn from, it's something that you have to build off of, and definitely um, it, it was a case, wasn't really, he didn't, he sort of said it wasn't really a case of him mentally fatiguing, it was just that he just didn't have his game that day. For whatever reason, we have good days, we have bad days, and unfortunately he didn't have it. I think there's maybe a little bit more to that, but all you can do is is try and, and learn from it. As Graeme DeLette said though, you only get so many chances when to, to win major championships you know you're in those positions very few times you don't in your career hopefully he gets another chance and when he does hopefully he'll perform uh, even better
1: yeah and and you know some players have made it look so easy and you think when rory McIlroy won his fourth career major nine years ago we thought oh the floodgates are open this guy is going to get double digits no problem and eh, nothing since 2014 these tournaments are hard to win. Now, Bob, you mentioned Derek Ingram there, and you had a chance to not only speak with him at lunch, but you also spoke to him with a microphone, with a camera recording too. Let's hear your conversation with Derek Ingram from Monday at Golf Canada's Train Like Team Canada Media Day at Weston.
2: All right, Derek, we're out here for uh, the Team uh, Team Canada Media I don't know what you want to call this, uh, incursion or whatever, trying to help out these hackers and give them a little bit of an experience of what it's like to train with Team Canada. Give me sort of a, an overview of what's going on here today.
4: Yeah, we're just trying to give some media and some of our partners uh, a, you know, really inside View of what Team Canada is all about—a high-level training and a little taste of that. Uh, in some cases, it might be a little more complex for for some people, but we want them to be aware of the the kind of the cool stuff and the and the great uh, you know coaches that we have and sports science te- team that we have to to help our players. You know, anything to try and you know maximize the potential of Canadian players. And we want to share that with our our media and our uh, sponsors.
2: Well, give, give me some specifics now as to what we're going through here today because there's a lot of different stations. People are going from spot to spot to spot to learn what's happening.
4: Yeah, and on the, on the, we've got four stations. We've got, or five stations. We've got a mental game station. We've got a fitness station. We've got a chipping station, a putting, and we've got a t-ball station, which I'm doing. And we're, we're trying to pick one or two variables that are high importance to share with the, uh, the athletes for the day. And so on the driving, we're talking about uh, centers to contact or uh, hitting the ball in the middle of the club face because you'll maximize both how far you hit it and how straight you hit it. Uh, and each station we're, do- we're doing that, really trying to, you know, pick that one or two variable that's a difference maker.
2: We've got a number of the uh, both amateur and professional, young professionals out here today. Um, give me give me some of the highlights of the players who are out here and, and what you've uh, seen in them as they grow up.
4: Yeah, it's been unreal to, to you know, for me to be involved. It's been a really grateful for all these years and so I get to see new young players entering the program and in five six seven years they're going to be the new Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes etc Taylor Pendrith of the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour the new Brooke Henderson so uh, we've got Johnny Travali, who's the number one ranked amateur in Canada he's going to be playing in the RBC Canadian Open later this week and then turning pro later this summer you know a player that we would be on the similar path that a Corey or Mac would have been on and we've got guys like Chris Crisalgo who are on the pro side who had a great year as a pro last year in Canada and same thing but trying to push to the corn ferry tour and then ultimately the pga tour and so those are some of the players we have Lindsay mcgrath a, a junior on her junior team or development team who's you know getting there at 16 years old or f- almost 16 years old she's you know wanting to be the next brooke henderson in three four five years so that's the type of players and they're the star of the show bob i coach golf but they're the star of the show
2: when you see and you've been with this program a long time when you see the advances that have been made overall and how these people are being taught and what they're being taught is it night and day from when you started
4: well, the technology side is night and day, like the, the stuff we have access to, like Foresight GC quads and, and, you know, so many other unreal technologies we're using with our athletes. That's incredible. But coaching a, is a relationship business. It's about building a relationship with an athlete because you care and taking them from where they are currently to where they want to go. And so that hasn't changed. Uh, but, you know, the vehicles that we're using are a lot different. And, and some of those technologies and, and the analytics, et cetera, and, and experts that we're using, are, we're pretty fortunate to have them in Canada. And and they're making a big difference.
2: Uh, United States Golf Association came out of not too long ago and said they wanted to copy the Canadian system. That's got to be pretty high praise, isn't it?
4: You know, that's something we've talked about for, t- for 15 or 20 years, that we want to be a premier program in the world. You know, we're a small country with not, we're actually a big country with not many people in it and bad weather. And uh, so we've always had to work around that, and we are working around that. But we want to be one of the premier programs. We want to punch way above our weight class is really what we want to do in developing champions both on the course and off. It's a thrill to hear the U.S. say that. And it says that we're doing some good things, but we're trying to get better all the time.
2: Uh, When we look at the PGA Tour, we see all those guys out there, six, seven, eight players out there. How much of what we're seeing here today is a result of what's going on there now?
4: I think a lot, you know, first to start with Mike and Laurie uh, and even players before that. But now you've got guys challenging for PGA Tour events and majors and uh, LPGA Tour events almost every week. So the players here grow up watching Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes. And for for guys like Mack and Corey and Taylor and Adam Svenson and Hadwin, it was really Mike Weir there was one or maybe two or three now there's you know seven or eight and and a superstar like brooke so certainly a function that we have here is is the program and the, some of the success we've had in the past 10 years and like i said we're trying to push it uh, so that these players are getting out there maybe a little bit quicker but certainly we just want to make sure they're getting out there and, and and doing some of that
2: great stuff all right i'll let you get back at it and train some of these
4: athletes for the day here today thanks bob you're hopefully you're going to be one of the guys participating or maybe you're too busy working but we're having a great day that's Bob and Derek Ingram. So
1: the event itself at Weston was pretty cool, Bob, where we got uh, put through the paces where we could in terms of availability because we actually did have to work while we were there. Uh, which stations did you or were you able to take part in?
2: Uh, so I took part in three of the five. I did the on the, on the range learning about the Foresight GC Quad, the, the, the machine that the measures everything that you do off, off the tee, and I had uh, Kevin Blue working with me, and it was really cool to sort of see. You no, know, he wasn't really there to give you a swing tip. Uh, he was there to show me how the young pros use this machine to help them and guide them and figure out what they're doing. Now, the range at Weston is not a full-length range, so people like you and some of those players had to aim out onto the seventeenth hole. Thank goodness there was nobody playing, but <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, but but it just shows you how far these people are carrying it. That was pretty cool the uh, the mental side was was um, was good it wasn't as interesting to me although I will say that I played Monday afternoon with my father I did remember some things that they were they were talking about it wasn't that it wasn't interesting I always feel I'm pretty I'm a pretty happy guy on the golf course so I don't feel like I have big mood swings or things I'm sure there were things in there that could help me and they were certainly very popular with some of the other people in the room uh, the fitness one was the last one I did which was pretty good about unlocking hips and um, your thoracic spine and different things like that. I've been doing the exercises that they gave me. So overall, though, to me, the big benefit was just to see what these young players go through. And, you know, we're going through it there in, what, a couple of hours. They're going through this every single day to try and become better. And that just shows you how dedicated they are and how difficult it is to reach the top of the golf world unless you're willing to commit to some of these programs that uh, Golf Canada has put out there.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool seeing how, you know, how detail-oriented, how committed, how, you know, there's so much to go into each of these different stations. I got to take part in two, the short game uh, with Tristan Mulally and Salima Musani, who we're going to hear from later in the show. And that was really cool to me, Bob, because the, their, their chipping philosophy where there are a number of players, whether they had just finished their first year of university or PJ Tour Canada, where it was all about ball position so that they had five different spots where you can put a, uh, put ball position. This is kind of hard to describe on a radio, but basically you put five balls sort of in front of you, and they're sort of the front of your stance all the way to your back of your stance. Maybe I'll explain this on television at some point because this is next <laughs> to impossible to describe. But then I got to go to driving because you know me. Obviously, I want to swing as hard as I humanly can. And uh, Derek Ingram, who I actually hadn't met in person, Uh, until Monday, so we got to chat, had a nice chat. He watched a couple of my swings, gave me a drill to work on, which, again, is kind of hard to describe on the radio, so maybe this will be a whole social media thing. Anyways, uh, with Derek, um, you saw a couple of the drives, which uh, went a little left of the intended target, like you mentioned. No one was harmed, we don't think, which is good. But Derek gave me a couple of great drills, and then I hit... Uh, A couple straight balls, hit 123 miles an hour of club head speed. We got the 307 carry. So that was very informative. And then Derek and I exchanged a couple messages after. I'm going to keep him posted on my (laughs) progress or hopefully hopefully not lack thereof. But uh, it was honestly, it was a great day, Bob. It was really cool to get in the minds to learn more because, you know, some of these media days we go to, which are obviously amazing, you go, you play the golf course. But you don't really get to interact with some of these great athletes who are coming up in the game, trying to become the next Brooke Henderson, trying to become the next Corey Connors. But in my mind, we got to do that on Monday. Did you think the same?
2: Very much so. And, and these are this is the future of Canadian golf. Now, look, not all these players are going to have success, at least at the professional top-level ranks. I hope they all do because they've got some big goals to reach in terms of what Golf Canada is. I will say the other thing that i that I noticed and and we weren't it wasn't just the media there there were some supporters there, and they have raised a lot of money more than forty million dollars towards this program so they're trying they have a goal to try and reach this thing and and when you see some of the benefits that go into play, like there's now a house in Phoenix where some of these young players who you know will will go down in the south to practice and play in the winter can stay it's it's a little hostile kind of idea they're trying to perhaps get one in Florida as well. So these are the kind of things that, they don't seem like much in terms of making a PGA Tour player, but think of, uh, think of the money saving, think of the bonding that these guys do. I was talking to Chris Chris Alago, and he was saying, yeah, he stayed down there for about a month, and, and you know, just the guys, they would go out and play every day and try to beat each other. So little things like that make a huge difference. Uh, it takes a lot of money to make that happen though, and if you're gonna reach some of the lofty goals that Golf Canada has for Canadian golf, um, it's great to have some people like we had there who are contributing and donating, at, in some some cases, some very significant amounts of money.
1: Well, it was a great day at Weston and very exciting time for Canadian golf as we move forward. Bob, because we have so many guests coming up, that's it for you this morning. Thank you for your time. We'll see you later today on Speed Golf, on 3 Handicap, both on SportsCenter, TSN.ca. And we'll see you on Friday morning in 3D. Yes where we Looking are actually to that.
2: together. We'll see James. what we've learned. We'll see what we've learned.
1: We'll see what we've learned. Bob, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll talk to you a little later this afternoon. Coming up on the other side, Claude Giroux of the Ottawa Senators
0: joining Golf Talk Canada. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back
1: inside GTC. Well, later this summer on PGA Tour Canada, we'll have the Ottawa Open. And some news recently came out about someone special playing in that event. Claude Giroux of the Ottawa Senators. I recently caught up with Claude about this opportunity to play this golf tournament. Well, it's not very often we welcome an NHL player to Golf Talk Canada, but... Here we are now, pleased to be joined by Claude Giroux from the Ottawa Senators, who'll be playing in the Ottawa Open on PGA Tour Canada. Claude, welcome to Golf Talk Canada.
5: Hey, Adam, how's it going?
1: Really good, thank you. So, how did this all come to be for you, man, to get a sponsor's exemption into the
4: tournament?
5: Yeah, so uh, just one of my friends is uh, uh, is running the tournament, and uh, uh, you know, we had a few uh, a few talks together, and uh, I'm actually on the board of the. The tournament also to kind of uh help out uh getting it going and um the process has been pretty uh, pretty awesome we have a good group of guys to uh that's been working together and um the idea came up um and everybody kind of agreed that it might be a good idea so uh i, I wasn't against it i think uh, i think it's uh it's gonna be a great uh, a great experience okay so the big question right
1: now how's the golf game <laughs>
5: uh i haven't played once since the the season ended, so I'm, i wouldn't even know what to tell you but uh starting next week uh i'm gonna try to put some uh a few good games together and uh, hit the range and um just try to be more more consistent in my game. Okay, so between now and tournament time, are you going to reach out to a
1: coach? Are you going to you know try to you know hit the range three times a week, something like that? How are you going to fit it into your off-season NHL training schedule?
5: Yeah, I mean obviously uh, hockey training is pri- priority, but uh, I'm going to try to play a little bit more games than uh, than last year. Last year I only played maybe five six games. Uh, I got two young boys, so it's uh, they 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 keep us pretty busy. Uh but this year I'm going to try to play a little bit more and uh try to feel comfortable with my swing and uh going to the tournament um you know I don't I, I don't expect much but uh I'm just excited about the rush and being able to have a lot of pressure in uh, in uh, in shots and people watching you too so um should be very interesting
1: Now, have you played in pro ams before
5: Yes I played in two pro ams uh one at the Canadian Open in Toronto and uh the LPGA, the one in Ottawa, uh last last summer. So th- those are really fun. There's a there's a few people watching you and get a chance to to kinda of play with the pros. You can you can see why uh they're so much better than everybody else. Uh you know, they they they, they rarely make m- mistakes and um I had a chance to play with Harry English on that one Pro M and uh it's just impressive what they can do. It certainly is.
1: Yeah, they, sure. they make it look easy. And you mentioned the nerves. So you've played, you know, you've been in the NHL for years, and I'm sure you've had different levels of nerves, whether it was a playoff game in the Stanley Cup final or your first game in Ottawa or a thousandth game, et cetera. But what can you anticipate stepping on the first tee at an event like this on PGA
5: tour Canada? Yeah, I think the first tee might be uh, the hardest one. I know you it's be your first shot in front of other other people watching you and uh try not to embarrass yourself too much so uh but you know when that first shot goes i think ever the nerves goes down a bit but i mean when when you play hockey you play in front of 20,000 people but uh you know you have a little bit more co- uh, confidence in i i have a little bit more confidence in hockey than uh, th- than golf so uh it's going to be a different um nerve that uh that's going to hit you but uh I'm pretty excited about the, uh, to have those kind of feelings.
1: Okay. Well, throughout your NHL career, you've had obviously many, many scouts look at you, talk about your game, give a scouting report to their fellow staff. Put on your scouting hat if you can for your own golf game. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Where do you need to improve?
5: Uh, I think, I, I think my drives are pretty consistent. I hit, uh, hit a lot of fairways. That's why I stay out of trouble a lot. But, uh, you know my short game. That's definitely what uh, I'll need to focus on the next, the next few months. Um, you know, you talk to anybody, uh, any any pro, they they say if you have a good short game, uh, that's that's how you stay away from your your double bogeys and and your triple bogeys. So um, I'll try to focus on that a little bit before the tournament starts.
1: You mentioned this earlier on that you're also the honorary chair. For this event how special will that be for you to help spotlight a great tournament like this on pga tour canada yeah
5: we're very excited to have this tournament in ottawa and uh you know for me it's it's my first time being involved in in in, in a tournament like this and uh you know we're we're just all excited for to have all those great players come you know maybe we don't know the names but uh when you see the talent uh that's when uh um that's what that that's what you're going to enjoy the tournament so uh I'm personally very excited to see those guys play
1: yeah that's one of the favorite things we do on Golf Talk Canada is getting to interview the winners on PGA Tour Canada because these are the stars that are next to come trying yeah. to be the next Corey Connors the next great big thing uh in the world of golf but for you since this announcement came out have you received any needling or chirps from teammates or maybe an over-under on a, on what kind of scores he might shoot
5: yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a few, uh, obviously teammates, um, uh, I don't know. There's a few guys, but, uh, to be honest, I've been pretty busy. We've been moving. I had the two boys and, uh, so it's all noise and uh, I got to practice for the tournaments. Cause I know if I see some of my, my buddies in the stands, they're, uh, they're going to try to put a little bit more pressure on me. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's going to be the fun part of it. Okay. And maybe more importantly, do you have a caddy you picked out yet? uh no not yet uh few options uh trying to figure out what the best option is for me uh go play with a few of my buddies before the tournament and see uh see who I play with and who who uh who i played uh my my best golf with and uh and I will go from there but uh I need somebody that need uh that knows all the rules cause, uh I don't know if I know all the rules. There are a lot of rules
1: in the world exactly. of golf that continue to be changing. Now, Chloe, before we let you go, I have to ask you about the ownership situation in Ottawa right now, because it seems like there are a lot of names rumored that could uh, be owners in Ottawa at some point soon for the
5: Ottawa senators. How much are you following that? Uh, yeah, I try to follow it. Obviously you want to know uh, who, who the owner is going to be, what, uh, what direction the team's going to go. And uh, I mean, I probably know as much as you, so uh, you know we're just uh, we're tr- trying to look into the news, and once in a while there's going to be uh, an article that comes out. But uh, you know, he, I think everybody, uh, all my teammates, were all excited for for all this to be to be over, and we can we can move forward with it. Well, it was a great first season in Ottawa,
1: and I know you're excited for this tournament coming up in PGA Tour Canada. Thanks for spending some time with us today.
5: Uh, thanks for having me, Adam.
1: Looking forward to seeing uh, Claude Giroux at the Ottawa Open in July. Okay, that, that wraps up Hour 1 here on GTC. Coming up to kick off Hour 2, the Z-Man, Mark Sacchino is going to join us. This is Golf Talk
0: Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. See the back
1: nine, Adam Scully here in studio. Very busy, second hour. Team Canada women's coach Salima Musani joining us. David Ryder, the Caddy Time co-founder, chief strategist, also joining us. Plus, Charlie Reimer, former PGA Tour player, now with Play golf Myrtle Beach. But first, Mark Zucchino, now on the line, fresh off physio. Mark, do you have the green light for this afternoon?
6: All right, skulls. So I got what I was anticipating. I got the green light with some rules and some conditions. I can't be trying to stay within 20 yards of Adam Scully anytime soon. So that 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 swing has to be shelved for a while. There's going to be no more stack system in the near future. Going to have to wait to get back on that. But to go out and just lollygag it around and play some golf, I can start today. So good news, better than the opposite, right? Better than uh, nope, you can't swing any. So
1: okay, this is the news that everyone was waiting for. We are so happy for you, Mark. Because <laughs> were you saying too that you've got some golf later this week? Are you playing in a member guest or something, or are, yeah, are you so, just playing more golf? You
6: know, uh, my my best friends in town from Washington DC, and you know that's who we you know we do the home and home with, right? With mm. uh, and I got a member guest. So it's, uh make a long story short, I had some golf lined up this week that really would have been blown up entirely. That's the reason why I can't join you on Friday, because I'm really upset I'm going to miss you guys on Friday. Cause we haven't played in ages mm. since California. So, right. um, uh, But this has been lined up for now, I guess, you know, for several months. And uh, so I was worried it was all going to get blown up. So it's been saved, although, you know, I'm going to be at about 80%, and there's some rules in place, but I'm able to get out there and play. But, yeah, it's It's going to be good. Looking forward to it. And the weather, you know, this is – now this is Mark golf weather. You can't make it hot enough. Just crank up the heat. Give me the humidity. Give me the sun. I don't care. Bake me out.
1: It's going to be fun. it's a great time here in the GTA with the weather coming. for this week, RBC, Canadian Open Week as well. But Mark, taking a look at this week's memorial on the PGA tour, Scotty Scheffler, plus 600, the betting favorite, 14 consecutive worldwide top 20 finishes. I was saying to Bob, I asked him this question, and I, I'll ask you this too. Do you think he misses a cut? Or he wins first. Because he can't keep this going on and on
6: and on, you would think. What do you think? Yeah, I know I'm with you on this. I, I'm, I, I, and I keep going with him. And I keep leaning on him for RTS and Edge, as does Bob. And you're right, because sooner or later, he's either going to do one of two things. Putt average. If he putts average, he's going to win everything he plays in. Or he's going to fry out, burn out because you it gets frustrating right you're not he's not getting anything out of his ball striking he's got two wins this season but he should have five he should have six he's not getting out of his ball striking what he would anticipate and one of those two, two things are going to go happen first i keep betting at him on the wins coming before the burnout because you know, that's why that's why Bob and I keep picking them in, in our TSN edge window because we're anticipating the victory uh, before the burnout. And I think if the victory comes, Scully, there will not be a burnout. You know, is he going to have a bad week? Sure. Everybody has a bad week once in a while here or there. We saw John Rahm have one at the PGA. He was horrific. Um, so is Scotty Scheffler going to have a bad week? Yes, he's human. And he's not Tiger. So let's not kind of apply that type of pressure to him. But... If he gets the victory, which I think is coming, I don't think there's going to be the burnout. I don't think there's going to be the fall off. I think the victory will rejuvenate and um, breathe life back into the remainder of his, of his season because I'm with you. This extended Dave Duvall phase of before Duvall could win, uh, but just knocked on the door every Sunday, um, this can only go for so long. Something's got
5: to give.
1: And, and we saw when he puts somewhat decently, he runs away with it, aka Players Championship, where he just looked like an absolute uh, machine. Now you mentioned John Rom there. Obviously, he's got the four dubs, the Masters victory. Then you look at the PGA Championship, and there are moments where we saw the Rom of old, the Rom of four or five years ago, where he was quite frankly, mad a lot and was showing us frustration, whether it was to a CBS boom microphone or cameramen. Rom's playing this week. Bob and I spoke about 2021 when he had to withdraw before the final round, and one of the weirdest moments we'll ever see in sports history, period. Given the uh, big tournaments coming up, not only this week, Mark, at Memorial at Mirrorfield Village, but the U.S. Open, what are you expecting from Rom, who
6: is the second shortest odds to win? Like I don't really know what to expect them uh, this week. I expect them to be ready by the time we get to L.A. I really do. Is this week one week too early? I don't know. Uh, Because working on it at home and getting inside the ropes are different things for different guys. Some guys are really good off a rest. Some guys, you know, need that competitive rust knocked off. But that that PGA week is a little bit of a head scratcher, isn't it, Scully? I mean. It, 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 it felt to me like it just is it, it with rom. Sometimes it's an energy thing, right? And not to get too out there, but you know, uh, you you can uh, attract certain things. And you and when you're a, when you're an emotional person, and you and you get fiery, you can ride that emotion in either direction. And it feel, felt to me like it just didn't start well uh, on the Thursday at the PGA. He got frustrated early, and instead of what we saw at the Masters, remember how he opened the Masters with the four-putt, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he somehow flipped the switch at Augusta with the energy, but was unable to do so at the PGA. It seemed like he just took that negative energy and just stayed on that lightning bolt in the wrong direction. So it's very hard to put your finger on. It's nothing mechanical. His ball striking is incredible. He's a great putter. I mean, every toolbox – Every tool in the tool chest. Um, maybe I think he just needs a, if he just gets off to a decent start on Thursday this week, I expect him to continue to jump right back in form, a golf tournament he should have won by six or more. Let's be honest. Uh, and he'll probably be right there ready for one of these days, Adam, we're going to get in a, in a major. We're gonna get a Scheffler-Rom Sunday showdown. It's you got to think it's coming, do you not? You you really do. You have to think
1: it's coming, and it might be in three weeks at the U.S. Open. It's hard to believe the U.S. Opens in three weeks. Just saying that uh, out loud. But uh, sticking with this week at the Memorial, Bob and I spoke a lot about Patrick Cantlay. We all have him on our respective TSN Edge squads this week. Third shortest odds of plus a thousand or ten to one. But the player I have to ask you about is Rory McIlroy. Because, you know, he has that finish of the PGA, which, you know, T7, which is hip, hip, hooray. But what does it really mean? Not much. And his year has been sort of, been a little this, a little that. He's looked absolutely lost at times. He's looked like the Rory of old at times. Given the stretch he's about to go, which we would think is four straight, Mark, with Memorial, RBC, Canadian Open, looking for the three-peat U.S. Open, Travelers. What are you expecting from Rory McIlroy
6: for this next four-week stretch? I, I don't know about this week at Memorial. Uh, it, you know he's played well there before, and you would think he should play well there. He did show us some life on the weekend, but it's always when it doesn't matter, and he couldn't sustain any momentum. I think we're one week early on, on Rory this week, Adam. I think I I expect him to make the cut. I expect them to have a decent tournament. Like, who knows? Maybe even finishes top 10 this week. I, I, You know, who knows? I don't think he's going to look horrible, but I don't think he's going to... I don't believe he's going to win. I think we're one week early. I expect him to play incredibly well at the RBC Canadian Open as a two-time defending champion. He seems to be very comfortable in Canada. He seems to be very comfortable with the crowd support here. We're going to... Who knows? Maybe he gets the 3 We're likely going to leave Canada with all this excitement that Rory's game is actually where it needs to be all of a sudden for LA. And then we're going to get to LA and the ball's going to go on the ground on Thursday morning. And then Rory's got to ask all the questions again. Can you get out of the gates out of major? Can you get out of your way? Can you get over this emotional yip? Because that's what it is. It's a mental and emotional yip. And, it doesn't again. What he does this week and next week, all it will do if he plays great, if he wins this week or next week, or plays great at him, all it's going to do is make it worse for Rory when he gets to the first T Thursday. Because now, you know, all the questions we ask, all the, the stuff we're talking about is his mental state, his emotional state. It just gets more pressure if he's coming in playing well. And I just, it's, it's amazing to me. I almost feel like Rory needs to be five shots off the lead on a Sunday at a major go out shoot that 64 when nobody's watching and backdoor something and get some help from the guys in front of him i i just he looks so uncomfortable when he has forward momentum it's like it's like an nfl team that you know marches the marches the ball down the field in the fourth quarter And then as soon as they get near the red zone, they just start taking really bad penalties and backing themselves out of field goal range. If you watch Rory's scorecard, that's what it looks like. It's, I'm out of it, so I go birdie, birdie, par, birdie. Oh, I'm within two of the lead, three of the lead. And then I go bogey, bogey, you know, par a par five that I should have been birding, uh, putting for eagle on. Okay, back to six off the lead. Couple late birdies to make the day look better than it actually was. I mean, it's all—it's the same thing all the time. If you look at his scorecard at the PGA, it—it it was, it just—it read like a novel, especially on the weekend. Um, I don't know how to fix this though, Adam. Because, uh, I mean, I've got to assume—you know, Bob, you know—we spoke about Bob and I—I got to assume he's got all these sports psychologists involved, and he's—he's he's addressing this, right? You got to think he is.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to think he is for sure, and he continues to be perplexing you know we saw at the match play where he just looked like a man on a mission and it looked like the Rory of old the adjustment to the the length of the shaft of his driver the putter change. he switched putters again now back to more of a spider style of putter did that a couple weeks ago at the PGA so we'll see where where Rory lands here as we head into this busy four week stretch someone who's played a lot of golf as of late is Jordan Spieth Mark and Jordan Spieth you know came out with that statement before the PGA Championship or before the the Byron Nelson the week before the PGA Championship explaining this left wrist injury plays the PGA makes the weekend didn't seem like he was that uncomfortable but given how he's battling through an injury are you surprised he is playing this week again mark
6: yeah like i know it's a designated event i know the obligations but i got to believe that there's a stipulation somewhere in this process for for an honest injury like, this is a real injury. This is not, uh, oh, I need a week off, so I'm going to fake an injury here. You know what I mean? Like, this has been on full display now for the world to see for several weeks. And if anybody on this planet needs a week off on the PGA Tour, you got to think, it's, uh, Adam, it's Jordan, right? Like, if you were to tell me, right, if, you were to ask, if I were to ask you right now, Adam, give me one player in the world of golf that needs a week off more than anybody else, my answer would be Jordan Spieth. Who would, who would you say?
1: yeah probably jordan spieth or, or honestly i would i might even say scotty scheffler he's playing yeah, so much yeah, golf right now he's
6: played so much yeah true
1: yeah yeah so I, I, either one of those guys but yeah certainly interesting uh for for jordan spieth uh, okay mark before we let you go before you get to go play at 80 percent, which i'm looking forward to the play-by-play of that
6: afterwards <laughs> as always
1: uh have you had one of the famous milkshakes at muirfield village before
6: Yes, I have. Uh, many years ago, early in my PGA Tour radio career, uh, I was able to have one. Uh, I just went with the, the standard, the standard bearer, the vanilla milkshake. I didn't want to go off the beaten path because I always say, listen, if this is the only one you're going to have, you go with the staple, right? You go vanilla or chocolate. It's different if you've got like the opportunity to you know, have them whenever you feel like it. You want to get more adventurous. And I don't know how adventurous you can or cannot get, but th- that's my move, right? Like if I go to a uh, pizza place for the first time that's supposed to be the best pizza, you go with the staple, right? You go, because if they can't do the staple well and they can't do the basic one well, you throw out the rest. So anyway, yes, I have. Love it. I'm an ice cream guy, though. But as you know, Adam, from two guys that uh, suffer uh, from very similar stomach issues because of our medical history, uh, the the milkshake tasted great but i paid for it let's just leave it at that
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at that you know we get so much when we have when we have conversations on the radio mark we have hardcore analysis on food on stomach talk and of course golf looking forward to this week at the memorial and mark looking forward to seeing you next week on location at oakdale for the rbc canadian open mark thanks for your time today good luck on the golf course good luck in the member guest say hi to simon for me and we will see you next week i'll text you later Skulls. ciao brother looking forward to it that is the z man getting ready to head out on the golf course okay coming up on the other side we are going to hear from david Ryder, who is the caddy time co-founder and chief strategist this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of gtc was presented by picton mahoney asset management for over 15 years our focus has been on helping canadians stay invested in all market conditions including this one This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit cobblebeach.com today.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Well, recently, Mark was on location at glen abbey for the caddy time open and those who have caddied before or have taken a caddy know that's an experience unlike no other you kind of feel like a pro for the day of someone carrying your clubs giving you advice on the golf course too personally i had a chance to caddy for three summers at rosedale back in the day also a great way to, to network and just have great conversations in a really good time. Now, of course, Caddy Time is a partner of us here on Golf Talk Canada. For much more on that, Mark caught up with David Ryder, who's Caddy Time's co-founder and chief strategist.
6: David, thanks so much again for taking the time to do this with us at Golf Talk Canada. Okay, Caddy Time open. Exciting day. How many golfers we have out today here at Glen Abbey and and how many caddies?
7: Yeah, we have nearly 80 golfers out here today um, and over 30 caddies out here today to enjoy this great, beautiful course and a fantastic uh, day weather-wise.
6: Okay, the reason we're at a a Clublink facility at this uh, iconic venue, Glen Abbey, which has hosted so many numerous Canadian Opens and created so many special moments in the history of golf, is to also celebrate the launch really of the spring and the new partnership between Caddy Time and Clublink.
7: Exactly, we're very excited by this. You know, we've been working with with Brent Miller and Scott over um, at Clublink and finding out you know ways that we can really bring more golfers to the game and also increase the experience make making sure that the experience for golf uh, it's certainly a sport but it's also an entertainment and we feel that by allowing caddies to come on the course um, we can further that experience for the golfer.
6: Okay that's a great segue because we've been talking about caddy time for about a year now on Golf Talk Canada we've been talking about just the benefits of caddies we've been talking about you know getting people walking again and some of the ways it can really help people get them back to the game. Uh, Club Link is the largest operator of golf facilities in the country, uh, many of them private, a few of them public. For the Caddy, excuse me, for the Club Link members that are watching this interview or are gonna hear it on Golf Talk Canada radio, Why take a caddy time caddy?
7: Yes, well, I tell you, if you've got somebody that you want to introduce to your course, nothing better than having a caddy. Somebody that can really take the experience, show them the golf course, the experience, show them around the clubhouse, really be a concierge for them to get them introduced to your golf course um the additional benefits you mentioned the great ones about you know walking and health but you know for first timers if you have somebody in your family or a friend that you know loves the game of golf they'll go on the golf range but they're just a little bit you know maybe intimidated or something else uncomfortable to get on the golf course Introduce them. There's no better way than having a caddy that can help them assist them along, teach them a little bit about the rules of the game, the etiquette of the game, but also make sure they're keeping up with the pace of play and taking care of the golf course, raking the traps, doing all the different things that have golf. But let's get more
6: people out in the golf course. So it's just not playing better golf. People hear caddy and they go, okay, tournament competitiveness. Okay, that's part of it and we've got proof that it does help. But you're saying, being more engaging more welcoming bringing people back to the game that maybe need some help bringing people back to the game or introducing them to the game that are a little intimidated and potentially maybe someone who physically needs a little help around a golf course
7: yes physically you touched on a great point it's really near dear to my heart is that we want to get some of the um it's kind of a uh, people that need some physical assistance and that can be you know senior citizens that maybe gave up the game a little bit too early but if they had a caddy that was doing all of the necessary work that comes with golf and you just got to hand them their golf club let them hit the ball and then go on to their next shot might be able to play a few years longer um, or somebody that's had a knee surgery or hip surgery getting out into the golf course you know your doctor said you can play but they don't want you doing too much of the physical attributes that's a great bridge to come out in the golf course
6: Something also tells me from a corporate standpoint, I mean, I, I usually, occasionally, play a lot of client golf. Uh, most of my client golf is great because we're in the golf business. So it's golfers all the time. But there's a lot of people out there that do play a lot of client golf and, and maybe they're just looking to have a special day or make it different than your typical corporate golf outing, which there are so many of, why not add a caddy?
7: Yeah, it, and it's a great place to add a caddy. If you can add a caddy, then that, allows you to have more time and focus time with that client so you can talk you can you can get together you can really get into what you are out there for you can walk the course together and allow the caddy to do all the different things you know, go search for my golf ball in the woods you know again rake the traps and do all those different things that allows you to really focus on the individual that you're with and that again that's your client that could be your wife that could be your best friend that just flew in um, you know also we've noticed that if we can give you know our caddies can take pictures and videos for you and sometimes some of my favorite rounds with my friends, I've got home the next day and I don't have any, any memories from that. So we've got the picture package. We also have language assistance. So if you have, if your client or friend is coming in from Portugal or uh, from one of the Arabic countries, we have Arabic speaking caddies, we have Korean speaking caddies, and it really kind of allows the whole atmosphere and the whole experience to be better.
6: Wow, you guys have really thought of everything and really checked a ton of boxes. Okay, I know we, I know you gotta go. I know you have a busy day. Before we let you go, though, uh, we gotta talk about Canada and just the overall buzz. Partnership with the PGA of Canada, now a partnership with Club Lake. The buzz north of the border is pretty cool.
7: Yeah, you 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 folks up here, not only are you nice, but my goodness, do you love the game of golf? And that's uh, the passion up here has really blown us away. We founded this company in Central Florida because we thought that'd be the Mecca for golf. But what we're finding additional to that is the folks up in Canada are wild about golf and very, very enthusiastic about it for many reasons. So, you know, last year we had caddies with hundreds of rounds booked in the in up in Canada, and this year we've already surpassed that. And we're only, you know, one or two weeks into the season. So I, um, it's, I'm so thrilled to be up here and, and amongst it to feel that passion that the folks of Canada have for the game of golf.
6: David, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on a, what is a really just an awesome start to uh, uh, what will be a huge uh, a huge season in Canada. So good luck today. Have a blast. And thanks for taking the time. All
7: right. Thank you, Mark. And thank you what you do for the game of golf. We really appreciate it.
1: Awesome stuff there from the Z-Man and David Ryder. Coming up on the other side, former PGA Tour player Charlie Reimer joins the show. He is now at Play Golf Myrtle Beach. You're listening to Golf
0: Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back
1: inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Well, back in October, Mark and I got to go to Myrtle Beach for the Can-Am Cup where, yes, Team Canada might have had a bit of a collapse during Sunday's final round. But all in all, it was a great time. My first time in Myrtle Beach where there are a ton of great golf courses, great things to do in the Myrtle Beach area for much more on golf in myrtle beach here's mark with charlie reimer who used to play on the pga tour and now is involved with play golf myrtle beach
6: charlie always good to catch up with you i'm always jealous because you're always uh seeming to be in, in a better part of the world than i am <laughs> it doesn't matter once in a while i get you in the winter but not very often um let's start with the big news. Uh, there's lots of news actually coming out of Myrtle Beach, but one of the big ones is kind of like uh, your former world colliding now with your current world. The mm. Myrtle Beach is getting a PGA Tour event. How cool is this? They are? I had
8: no idea. Who told you <laughs> that, Mark? <laughs> Inside info, Charlie. Inside info. Uh, listen, we're we're thrilled. Uh, Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world, and, and uh, we've got a rich golf history, and and um, to get a PGA Tour event I think is very fitting. We, we've got quite a few golf courses I think could, they could very uh, successfully host a PGA Tour event. Uh, the, the event is uh, going to Dunes Golf and Beach Club, which is uh, really one of my favorites. is the second golf course ever built in Myrtle Beach and Robert Trent Jones did the golf course and it's just classic Robert Trent Jones with big deep bunkers and greens raised up high and big features, it's bold. It's absolutely spectacular. Um, I've spent some time this week with Reese Jones, um, son of Robert Trent Jones, and, and Reese recently uh redid all the bunkers at um uh Dunes Club, and, and it's just it it's just a super cool place. And uh they're not gonna have to make many tweaks to that golf course to accommodate. It's got plenty of length, it's got plenty of room for all the logistics that you have to have for a PGA tour event. And the other thing that's really cool about it, Mark, is Um, It's really right in the center of Myrtle Beach, Um, as as your viewers and listeners know, when you come to Myrtle Beach, you know, we're about 60, 70 miles top to bottom. And and this is just right in the middle. So it's going to be accessible for everybody. So we're really, really excited to have the PGA Tour teeing it up now in the golf
0: Capital of the world.
6: Before we get to one of my favorite programs that I've heard about all year coming this summer to the Myrtle Beach area, I was going to ask you, in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, as someone who's kind of consumed the Myrtle Beach area uh, since the late 80s, early 90s, it's kind of fitting not just geographically, to your point, uh, of where the Dunes Club is, but in my mind, it was kind of the course of put Myrtle Beach on the map, or in a sense, to me, it was kind of the golf course that... Ignited the development and and the launch of making Myrtle Beach the number one uh, you know golf capital in the world. Am I wrong to think that this is a fitting host in that sense, almost in a romantic sense as well? Well, no,
8: you, you make a great point, and and it really is fitting. Pine Lakes just just down the road from Dunes is the, is the granddaddy. You know, it's the one that started it. Uh, when when Dunes came along. Uh, it, it, it was at a time when, um, as you mentioned, everybody in Myrtle Beach was looking at at all of this land and this beautiful beach, and uh, what you know, what are we going to do? And and um, golf, golf was just getting going. And when Dunes hit, and it got critical acclaim. Uh, it, it 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 just really lit the fire for golf in Myrtle Beach. And and back to Robert Trent Jones. Um, you know, he, he was a prolific designer, exotic places all over the world. He had his own particular style. And one of the things that we talk about with him is the idea of the signature hole. He coined that phrase, you know, every golf course is, well, it's a signature hole. Robert Trent Jones came up with that. And, uh, the signature hole at Dunes club is the 13th. It's a, a par five. I'm dying to see how the PGA tour guys are going to play it. Cause it goes around this big lake. There's some gaps in the trees. It's really a three-shot hole, but they're going to be trying to figure out how to get on get on that green in two, and that might involve driver off the deck over a lake and all of that. So that's the signature hole 13, the par five, uh, and, and, and a stretch of holes. Um, it's really the crown jewel of the stretch of holes 11, 12, and 13 that are Alligator Alley. So we'll have another three-hole stretch on the PGA Tour. But it really is exciting stuff, and, and you're exactly right. Um, Dunes Club really ignited the fire for... Uh, what what has become um, one of the great golf destinations in the world.
6: All right. A lot of families thinking about summer vacations uh, and a lot of times those families want to combo up the beach, amusement park with a little golf as well. Hard to beat this program. Tell us a little bit about Kids Play Free this summer. I mean, this is pretty cool.
8: Well, the vast majority of golf courses in, in the Myrtle Beach market uh, with a paying adult, the kids under 16 can play for free and and uh um, of course, a lot of people still say I'm a junior, but I, you know I grew, grew up playing golf in South Carolina, and we all know golf is 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 getting more expensive. Even though we've got some great value in Myrtle Beach, but anything we can do to get more kids out on the golf course, um, especially but playing you know with family, we're, we're thrilled to be able to do that. And and um, you know that's going on this summer. But the really cool thing too is, is there's quite a few golf courses that have this year-round in Myrtle Beach, and and so we really want to be kid friendly. It's the right thing to do. Um, and and it's good for developing golfers, which is ultimately great for the game of golf.
6: Yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, I'm a first tee ambassador here in Canada, and the short uh, the show supports the first tee program. And you know how many times kids are introduced to golf for the first time, even on a vacation, it can happen. And this is I lo- absolutely love this program. So hats off to Myrtle Beach for uh, supporting junior golf, etc. Um, I can't believe it's the 40th anniversary of the World Amateur. I mean, I remember mm. getting the magazine 40 years ago, uh, <laughs> the Tourism magazine. That's right. We have listeners and viewers of Golf Talk Canada that have never actually held a print publication before. I remember wow. I couldn't wait for that annual publication with all the hotels, all the golf courses. And and in the middle of that publication was always a big advertisement for the uh, the World Amateur. And I can't believe 40 years. I, I guess I was eight years old the first time I saw that.
8: <laughs> you, you're holding your persimmon driver in the other hand, too. <laughs> so we're dating, we're dating ourselves. I was the same way. Yeah, no, we're really thrilled about the World Am. The date's this year, August 28th through September 1st. And now's a great time to enter. Um, if you enter before June 21st, you get a break on the entry. And folks can uh, enter over at uh, Myrtle Beach, WorldAm.com. Uh gosh, I think Mark I've probably been to you know maybe at least 20 now. I've been fortunate to sort of be the MC and host of the of the World AM um and and it, it and it's it, it's I see the same people year after year. We also see new people coming in as well and every year we'll have folks from uh, all 50 states. Gosh, I forget how many countries, 15 or 20 countries and the really cool thing about World M is um friendships are made there and, and they become a, lot, a lasting friendships you know I've, I've talked to folks that have been we've got we got a handful that have been to every one of them how about that and it's sort of like a reunion you know and and um, it's really the only place in the world you can have a tournament on that scale with uh, anywhere from 3,500 to 5,000 golfers that the the, the uh, uh, convention center which is not too far from dunes clubs in, in the middle of myrtle beach is set up as uh World's largest 19th hole. Everybody sort of gathers there. We'll use, gosh, probably 40, 45 golf courses every day. Just a really super cool event.
6: That is awesome. I can't believe the size and the scope. 40 years, what a what a success. And just to keep, never mind the growth, but just to keep that celebration going for 40 years is a massive success. Mm. Because many successful events have come and gone in those 40 years, and you have just been able to maintain the momentum hats off to everybody that's that's fantastic okay it's never too early to book obviously summer still a main play lots of reasons to visit the beach in the summer um obviously the weather we touched on the world am. kids play for free i mean the weather's awesome but the fall is a time the Canadians specifically in my part of the world in Southern Ontario or Southern Quebec, they go, okay, I want to extend my golf season because we get to pack them up a little earlier than you guys do. (laughs) Yeah. never, Never pack them up, but it's a great way to extend your season a month or so, like get down there, go play just when you're ready to put them away. So can we book now for the fall? Is there a reason to kind of get on it as we speak?
8: Well, it's a great point. Um, our golf courses—we've got more people than ever playing, and um, the golf courses are in great shape. Uh, we've had a lot, a lot of places in reinvesting in the golf course and making a lot of improvements. And it's very evident when you when you come and play the play the golf that I do. In fact, I'm I'm doing a series right now where I'm. Playing at sixty six golf courses. Last week I was at thirteen, so it's it's a lot of fun. But please book your trip early. We actually have days where every tee time is taken on sixty six golf courses. Um, we we love having folks come down, but please book early. Fall is great. Our, we, for, by Canadian standards, you know we don't have a winter, so no, no not <laughs> right? at all. And yeah, and a lot and a lot of golf courses overseas, you know, so you can come down play on a beautiful. Uh, um, ryegrass, overseeded Bermuda, you know, wall to wall. So in a lot of places you'll get beautiful green grass. And and um, so, so our, our really our key times where you got to book early are fall and, and spring. Uh, but don't forget about winter. You know, you can get down, you can get some great days. I mean, we get days up into the 70s pretty regularly in the wintertime. So um, please get ahead of that. Always go to uh, com. They will absolutely get you hooked up and, and, and put a package together for you. I encourage folks to do a package because if you try to do it all by yourself, you might end up um, stay in one place and book in a golf course that you don't know and it's 60 miles away. You know, so the package providers, they're, they're smart. They'll say, hey, you're staying here this time. Let's get you playing in golf courses that are in the area that you're staying. Next time you come to Myrtle Beach, maybe you go stay on the south end and then you play the golf courses that are around there. But please utilize that service. You're, you're going to have a much better trip.
6: Yeah, that's a great that's great advice because you don't have to do it all at once. I mean, there's many different uh, reasons to visit the Myrtle Beach area multiple times. You know, last time I was there outside of the Can Am Cup, we went and stayed down in the South End. We did the Caledonia, the True Blue, TPC Myrtle Beach, etc. And then uh, the previous time we were in the North End and we were, you know, doing the barefoot resorts. I think we played Tidewater and whatnot. So there's so many yeah. great little pockets and and that is wonderful advice. Before we let you go, Charlie, you mentioned people reinvesting in their golf course. Last time we spoke, you mentioned one of my all-time favorites, one that I played many years ago was going through a reno. It's a Nicholas course, Pauly's Plantation. You were just recently there. Have they started the renovation yet, or is it? Uh, are, are they going to close it for the summer? What's the plan there with Pauly's?
8: Yeah, um, it's uh, closed now, and um, it uh, the renovation is, is going to be spectacular. I was there a couple weeks ago playing a benefit for the late, Dwight Clark, um, and, and of course, an NFL player, ALS got him way too young and, and also another foundation called Cool Kids. So a lot of celebrities and raised a lot of money to help ALS and Cool Kids Foundation. And, and, uh, they were actually already engaged a few weeks ago and and uh, uh, in, in doing that renovation. And, uh, Jack Nicholas has been on property there and he, he loves it. I mean, the views are incredible, but. Um, you know, golf courses have things that you got to do every 30 years or so. And, and that's what they're doing right now. A lot of it you won't be able to see with irrigation and other things you'll be able to see the impact of it, but there will be a lot that you'll be able to see there. And, and it really is one of our uh, neatest golf courses and some of the best scenery in all of Myrtle Beach and, and uh, when when it gets reopen, which will be uh, probably around October 1st, maybe a little bit earlier. It, it, it's going to be um, brand spanking new. They're even doing a lot of work on the clubhouse as well, which is already really cool. So uh, it's just really nice to see the investment in the product in Myrtle Beach as more and more people are, are coming to play and and uh, makes a, the ownership a lot more confident in investing in the product. And it's it's just a really nice cycle that we're in right now.
6: Charlie, thanks so much for the time. Lots of reasons to visit the beach in the summer. And if you're thinking fall, don't lollygag. Do it now. Make sure you get your tea times and courses and, and uh accommodations that you're looking for. If you wait too long, you might not have the choice. Charlie, let's uh let's touch base again around world Am time. You have uh you take care of yourself, you have a great summer and uh let's touch base around the fortieth anniversary.
8: Looking forward to that. You got it. That sounds great, Mark. Always good. Uh hanging with you and and uh, I, you, you know i'm a huge canada fan when i used to play in canada uh, on the pga tour and then cover events in canada you you guys are rabid golf fans nobody likes golf more than canadians and we sure do appreciate it when we get north of the border
1: yeah charlie's right about that we love our golf in canada coming up on the other side we go one-on-one with team canada national women's coach salima musami this is golf talk canada
0: This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Wrapping up this
1: morning's edition of Golf Talk Canada. So earlier in the show, we heard from Team Canada national men's coach, Derek Ingram. How about the women's coach? Here's Bob, one-on-one with Salima Moussani, Team Canada's national women's team coach.
2: All right, Salima, here we are at uh, the uh, Team Canada media day. Train us like a pro. I don't know if there's a lot of hope with some of the people I know in the media, but what does a day like today bring for you, the program, and the athletes in the program?
9: Well, today, you know, it's great for the athletes to meet, you know, some of these media personalities and the people that are funding our program. Uh, I think the bigger piece here, though, is for you guys to get a glimpse into what we're doing and, you know, get some nuggets, take away some things that, uh, you know, you never know could help you. Maybe they don't help you, but that's okay. The point of this is to give you guys kind of an eye into and a glimpse into what we do on a regular basis with our athletes. And uh, for them, again, this is a great opportunity to just do some networking.
2: Obviously, the skill level of the athletes that you're training compared to today is a lot different. But how similar is this to what your team would go through?
9: Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, what they're going to go through in our station here with Short Game is, you know, learn some of the basics, get a good grasp of things, and then we challenge them. We put them into scenarios and situations that are uncomfortable uh, and kind of have them show us what they would do and how they would handle the situation. And then it opens up conversation. Uh, At the end of the day they might in under pressure in competition rely on their trusty rusty shot but you never know where if they have the versatility and they're learning new things that uh, they're growing as a player and that's all we want.
2: Give us a breakdown on on how you see the team right now, the members on that team certainly we're all looking for the next Brooke Henderson but what what do you see amongst the players on the squad?
9: Yeah the squad's great. We've got uh, 15 players this year, four pros, eight in college and three in high school. lots of lots of prospects so a couple of the freshmen in colleges are had a great season um we got the ones out on the epson tour that are starting to make a mark and selena's just had a couple good top 10 finishes and uh yeah i think the the future of women's golf is definitely growing and uh it's bright for sure
2: do you envision today when uh, in the not too distant future when it'll be sort of like the pga tour we'll have instead of having three on the lpga tour we could have half a dozen or ten or so
9: that's the goal, as you know, 2032, to have 30 professionals on the LPGA and PGA tour. So we have to pull our own weight. You know, our goal is to get 15 of those. Um, but yeah, it's it all starts at the bottom, right? We have our new, our new talent identification where we're, we're identifying them at 10, 12 years old, especially on the women's side. The average age on the tour is about 20, 21 on the women's side, whereas on the PGA tour, it's around 28. So on the women's side, they're developing sooner and they're progressing sooner. Um, and so, yeah, we got to start, start young and hopefully by the time they get to our squad, they're ready to go. All right. Good luck. Thank you.
1: Awesome stuff there from Bob and Salima Musani. Okay. If you want to check out our TSN edge picks for this week's Memorial, check out TSN.ca where our picks are available. This has been leg one of our double header today. We've been on, uh, since 10 AM TSN 1050. Also, we are on from 10 to 11 on TSN two. check us out again. TSN 3 and 5 at 3 30 p.m. later this afternoon. Coming up next here on TSN 1050, Brad living looks like he's going to be the new man in charge, the new GM of the Maple Leafs. Leafs Lunch has a full breakdown of what could be coming for the Maple Leafs. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And remember, the first good decision for
0: the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.